counselors. Don't mind Genevieve and me just bouncing into your podcast feed here midweek. An unprecedented move, I must say. A very bold move on our part. Vives, can you explain to people why we are here on a Thursday? Sure. If you didn't hear our uh, pre-promotion on this week's episode of After These Messages, we are here because um, we got together with uh, some old friends and we reconstituted for one episode only uh, a show that that our friends Aaron Mason and Nick Allers uh, had a few a few years back called the Leap Home Colon a Look Bacula. Uh, if you didn't get the references, those were all references to Quantum Leap, and it is a Quantum Leap uh, review podcast. So uh, we were joined by Aaron and Nick this weekend. We uh, we watched an episode of Quantum Leap about Sam leaping into. Uh, the body of a pregnant teenager, and we did our best to dissect it uh, in this episode. We're, we're putting it here in our feed uh, because we're big fans of uh, of Nick and Aaron. We love uh, The Leap Home, and we hope you enjoy it too. Yeah, and it was tons of fun. I'm so glad I was able to be there while you guys got the old gang back together. I love the show. I love these guys. Take a listen. Hope you guys will enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Welcome to the Leap Home, colon, a look bacula. My name is Aaron Mason. I'm Nick Allers. And today we are talking about season three, episode 12, eight and a half months, November 15th, 1955. But before we get into the program, there is some business we need to uh, address. Quantum Leap related. Welcome to the one-off episode of this. (laughs) Uh It's been how long, Nick? I couldn't even wager a guess. Four I, years? Four or five years, yeah. something like that. And uh, we are joined by two very special guests today, previous guests on the program. That's right, uh, previous faves. Genevieve has. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, guys. And Andrew Walsh. Hello, Andrew. Hello. This is fun. This is exciting. Let's not downplay this. Uh, well, I just sat through that episode, so you'll pardon me <laughs> if I'm not in the I most know. excited It has all moves. the makings for a classic. It really does. This show does this all the time. Where the premise is, is the promise of the premise is great. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. And then it is a snooze fest. Their this eyes one, are bigger than their stomachs, especially it, in this case. Oh. <laughs> so uh, here's, this is all about uh, Sam leaping into the body of a pregnant teenage girl. That's now, right. whose fault is this? Who, which gonna, one of us? I'm going to jump right to Andrew for this Yes. This oh, I thought you meant whose fault was it that she was pregnant? <laughs> Spoiler Andrew is the baby uh, daddy of this episode. Um, He's the I, one who, uh, who got this episode started. I subscribe to, that's what it's called when you follow somebody on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. On Twitter, I subscribe <laughs> right. to something called well, Retro News Now, and they send out little bits of like, it's the 31st anniversary of this 
episode of Elf, like for Amazing. no reason. And How it's do I not so, follow this account? I don't know. You will now. It is so <laughs> wonderful. It speaks to us so much. And the other day, it was like the anniversary of this particular episode, which I had never seen before. And by the way, Retro News Now does this wonderful thing where they will accompany their is this? Tweet. I'm sorry. Is this Quantum Leap related? Uh, yes, they, uh, well, the I mean, we in this case... In this case, you asked me how it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm answering you. Mm-hmm. They will show a, um, a, f- a photo of the advertisement from TV Guide, which really scratches that itch. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we that's, all have subscriptions, they tweeted right? it out. I call it The Guide. And I saw it. <laughs> all right. So uh, it kicks right off um, with the uh, explanation of the television show. So before we even get to the actual story, the actual episode, they've got this montage thing that they yeah. do with the lady this voiceover. This exposition prologue. That if you've never seen the show, and it's, it's again, uh, this is the 12th episode of the third season <laughs> of this very successful and popular show well, at the for time. For instance, uh, I just want to quick, give a quick shout out to my uh, niece, Sophie. And this okay. is Quantum Leap related. It better be. Because I said that uh, if she watched this episode, that I would give her a shout out. And the exposition prologue, she can start right away. She'll get it in that 30 seconds. That is true. If you've never seen the show before. That's that's uh, the beauty of the prologue. That's right. It's new viewers always welcome. A perpetual previously on. But but they do. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to get into it. So he he leaps into um, uh, this uh, teenage girl's body. uh, She's pregnant. We don't know this yet because all we see is Sam on a stretcher being pushed down a uh, hallway frantically in a hospital. He's kind of sweaty and groaning. And they do that shot where, like, it's his point of view and you see his feet dangling uh-huh. in the front, which was, to me, the most exciting part of this entire episode. Yeah, I love belly cam. Uh, yeah, just legs a-waving. And then they, they get into what I assume is the delivery room, although it looks like a waiting room. I mean, there's nothing very special about it at all. Except and, for the stirrups. Yeah, Ex- please, yes. don't, don't sleep on those stirrups <laughs> because Sam gets a good look at them. And he, I mean, all credit to Bacula, he freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he really does. He really does. So uh, we get our first mirror shot. This mm-hmm. is how uh, Sam, as as was stated in our theme song and the like four-minute prologue. Which we all missed, didn't To this we? episode, uh, Sam leaps into someone's body. He is from the future, and everybody sees Sam as the person he has leapt into, and he uh, also, when he looks in the mirror, will see the reflection of the person that he leapt into. Uh, it happens every show. We get a solid mirror shot. There are always chimes that accompany mm-hmm. the mirror shot, which is, mirror which is great. And then, um, bang, we go to credits. And, uh, for and the there next, was an O-Boy. For the next 15 minutes. Oh, there's not always? Was there? There was. Yeah. There was? Okay. There was. All right, good. I didn't know that that's an option. That's his catchphrase. No, I know, but I thought that it was always had to be an O-Boy. Or you got, oh, you guys are being sarcastic. No, no, no. I, there may oh. have been a few exceptions, but really? in this case, yeah. I think you just missed it. I, yeah, I must have just uh, missed we it. We because laughing hysterically. Spoiler alert. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, Nine, ten pages of notes. Uh, double spaced. Yeah, that, I mean, they're. Yeah. And it <clears throat> should also be noted that we started recording at 9 p.m. Let's do it. Let's do it. A little <laughs> peek into the uh, behind the scenes. So uh, the credits are, are so long, and I always. It's uh, so glorious. Not, not to beat the dead horse here, but um, the, we always talk about how these credits are so long, and they really are. And even going into it, knowing that this is going to be a long credit sequence, and that's how we used to do back in the day on uh, March 6th, 1991, when this episode aired, uh, even knowing that, it is still painfully long. And there is uh, the, it's instrumental music, mm-hmm. and you see clips from the show, and there is a whole first verse... There is a middle bridge portion, and then the actual credits of who is in this thing Eventually. don't start until the second verse. 
There's no need for two-thirds of these credits. And as Nick said, there are only two people <laughs> in this show. Can I go back the to the credits. instrumental part? Yeah. I forgot how horny it was. Like, there's like three oh, sequences yeah. in a row. Like, somebody flashes their boobs for Sam. Yeah. And Al's drag. like leering at some girl's <laughs> ass. They basically, and, they, and the calendar, they, it, it, every year goes up on the screen so it's like we get it first of all they start by explaining what's happening then they show you again in the credits like yes. time he goes back in time all these years happen in this show and it's like yeah we're getting it yeah we got i got it 51 I got it. 52 yeah 53 <laughs> what comes next okay so um got that out of your system what shout out <laughs> dpb speaking of the credits oh uh, uh no, that is actually something hilarious that i'd never noticed before that in the credit in the one of the longest credit sequences outside of a star trek franchise correct there are three names in the credits three the two main actors in dpb and executive producer and show creator donald p belisario yes uh you can send all your letters to him he's <laughs> probably still alive oh yeah i don't know cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> so uh so this doctor, uh, Dr. Foghorn Leghorn, <laughs> is trying to get Sam to uh, cooperate, right? right? Sam is, is uh, presumably in labor. Sam says absolutely no. Uh, he, he doesn't... Yeah, he's immediately making a scene, as he does. Of course. He's, he's just he's... off the stretcher, running around. Running around, like, Sam, you're pregnant. What's going on? Um... As ever, he seems completely unfamiliar with the premise of the show. <laughs> yeah, this is every time. Every time. Every time he leaps in, and there is... He's a smart man. He has He's a genius. seven PhDs, exactly. invented goddamn time travel, <laughs> and he is put into a situation over and over and over again. Like octopi can pick up on patterns yes. faster than uh, Dr. Samuel Beckett. So, Although Beckett does a great job predicting the Super Bowl winner every year, too. And the octopi <laughs> are getting <laughs> yeah. their record right. is They're not like, quite as good. That yeah. son of a bitch, Paul. <laughs> uh, I do want to make note that this episode was written by a woman named Deborah Pratt, who is occasionally, uh, she, she was an actress. Uh, more to the point, she uh, is the writer of this episode of Quantum Leap. And most to the point, she is wife of of executive producer and show creator Donald P. Belisario. Oh. So I got the vibe as we were getting into this. You know, this is 1991. Very special episodes are happening all oh, yeah. over television. People are trying to deal with serious subjects in these popular shows. And this very much rang to me like... Uh, like she wants a piece of that pie. Honey, we're short enough. I don't know what I'm going to do. We're short. And she's like, well, I have an idea. <laughs> uh, teen pregnancy, and I'm going to handle it very poorly. So... <laughs> Delicately. So yeah, after the delicately. doctor is a little handsy and weird with mm -hmm. Sam. Mm -hmm. Oh, the hair stroking is making me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't cool. Uh, we smash cut to there's a car on the road. And uh, this is the first of many of these exact same, excuse me, smash cuts where uh, Sam is riding in a car and just doing voiceover to us to explain what the hell's going on right. in this show because we have no idea. And uh, he's in a car with his friend Dottie. Is that her name? Yes. Dottie. And uh, Dottie. Dottie is a woman of middle 30s, we're guessing. It's, yeah. It's impossible to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> but I think that's what they're going for. She's good light, bad light. She, well, she's yeah. um, she's sort of like good light, bad eyeshadow. You know what I mean? She's really, the blue eyeshadow is so pronounced. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they uh, they pull up to this house, and Sam gets out, and it is at this point, Andrew. In Claremore, Oklahoma. Claremore, We just got to give a setting for this 1955 Yeah, story. everybody talks like the Dottie's got so many phrases and things that she likes to say, old southern expressions and whatnot. And Billie uh, Jean Crockett. Her name is Billie Jean Crockett. This is uh, who Sam has leapt, leapt into. I was hoping at some point... I'm just reading off my notes in order now. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was hoping at some point uh, Sam would befriend Michael Jackson and somehow the I song know. Billie Jean and would have been written about. Right? That's or a joke. Like he was the dad or something. something. Yeah. That's right up this show's alley. Oh, it's no. honestly an astounding amount of of like restraint that they didn't have some mm. sort of Michael Jackson shout out. I don't know when it was, but there is a Michael Jackson shout out in yes, Quantum Leap where uh, Sam is doing the moonwalk in a bathroom That's and right. a we young black child sees it and it is a young oh uh, Michael God. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's fantastic. Um, so he, he they pull up to this house and they get out of the car and it is at this point, Andrew, that you uh, make a remark about Sam's physicality. He's holding his back. And he's pregnant. I want to make very clear here, like, I know. But, like, for real, I don't know what the rules of this universe are. Can I say something? Neither does the show. Neither do they. Not this episode. You guys have watched and studied this, right? Yeah. And I'm just kind of, you know, I'm dipping in. And I love this show. It, It brings me a lot of great, you know, fuzzy, nostalgic feelings. But I did not remember, like, if he is a man who's inhabiting a pregnant woman's body, but then he's gripping his back, like he, he's, you know, got a... We have to get back. into this right is, now. Yes, because yeah. that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the fulcrum of the episode is whether or who's, whose body is there. Because, spo- because spoiler, uh, the rest of the episode is basically uh, Sam saying... Going from I'm not pregnant in the I beginning. I can't be. I'm my. It's, I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. And <laughs> in previous episodes of the show, some people, people who are either, um, you know, mentally retarded in a way that makes them so special that they can see him, for example, or children. Oh yes, and animals. Animals right. can can sense it. I totally yes, about the, that. the specially abled can see <laughs> Sam uh, as Sam. So that leads oh, us to think that. that it's just a, as he says in this episode, an aura that he's projecting. Right. That's around him. Um, but there's a young girl in this episode. Am I allowed to say that? She's, she's not, not young, young enough. enough. She's okay. still, she's, uh, I guess, old Maybe enough. Tween, but also, yeah. it's a she's, convenience She's thing. too world weary. Right. Yeah, she's okay. seen too much. I see. But okay. I mean, that's the thing. The show doesn't really know. No, what, it doesn't. What, because what the rules are. It, and it doesn't, it, within the, the rules of this own episode. Yes. Again, Deborah Pratt. <laughs> I shake my fist at you. Because he, he goes from, he goes from no to, uh, yes, I am feeling all of this. And then Al, in the meantime, his holographic friend from the future, Admiral Al Calavici, uh, he, he is saying, Sam, you're, you're, you're not having this baby. We got, we got her in the waiting room in the future because when Sam leaps into a person, that person replaces Sam in the future and just hangs out in this, what they refuse to make a comfortable or yes. soft-lit room. Mm. Just a terrifying a, white void. <laughs> We've is, seen this. We've is, seen the white yes. room. Yeah. It is bright LEDs and a stainless steel table. It's oh, awful. good. Oh, perfect for a pregnant 16-year-old. <laughs> right. Good. Correct. So, uh, so yeah. So nobody has uh, any They can't idea. even get like an Afghan in there, you know? Right. I mean, come on. Right, right. Where you go to the bathroom. So... So th- there is no bathroom in the future. Oh, we've got you leave your urine and poop behind oh, when you go. <laughs> it doesn't leave. It with stays you. with. It stays in the past. Uh huh. It's like Terminator can do it with clothes. Oh, it's right. very similar. <laughs> right, right, right. But but uh, yeah. So we have this situation now 
where Sam is starting to be very physically affected. He, he He's getting cravings for weird we'll things. Get it, we'll yeah. get to it. But um, at no point, like, he, he, he leaps into, let's say, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, yeah. right? Okay. That is an 80-year-old woman. Right, right. And Sam is... Literally leaping from car hood to car hood. Yeah. Okay. In in That's Manhattan right. streets, he's roundhouse kicking people. Yes. So there's no consistency no. Uh, okay. at That's all. Let That's me break this universe. down to its most base level. If Sam were not to spoil, but let's say he doesn't leap out before the baby's born, mm-hmm. he has. Sorry to get clinical here, but he has a vagina in this scenario, right? Ostensibly. Well, this is this the is the great and unanswered question. The show never quite answers it. No. And I finally got my opportunity to say vagina on Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you've been waiting. <laughs> I was glad that the show does address the physicality, though. When I made that remark, like, wait a second, why is yeah, he walking like a pregnant person? And, you know, act, you know, he's got a sore back, like I said. I thought that they were just going to gloss over that. But it turns out to be a a kind of a driving question of the show. And they do explore it. Not. Not well, well. Not well. but like, <laughs> but Al, do explore it. Al keeps insisting that it's psychosomatic. Right. Can I, while we're on the physicality thing, I might be jumping ahead a tiny, tiny bit on your notes, Mason, but one of the things, though, is he kind of has this morning sickness thing. He's yes, throwing that's up. Right. that's right. Because the show, like, Sam, I'm sorry, Um. yes, no, Ziggy, no, what's, Al? <laughs> Al. <laughs> Dean. Um, <laughs> Dean says... But wait, you can't be throwing up. Morning sickness happens in the first trimester. Right. Right. But he does it anyway, and they never explain it. Like, why are you throwing it in there and then saying this doesn't make sense? But then it's like, well, we needed that trope. Ask Pratt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Deborah. Deborah. (laughs) It's a WandaVision situation. He just goes through a whole pregnancy in like two days. So, um, uh, So Sam's in the house now. And we meet the lady with the purple hair. Leola. Uh, Leola. Yeah. Oh, she's uh, a handful. This is the biggest groaner of a joke. Are yes, you going to get to yes. it? Yes. So they get in, and Dottie, Sam's friend that, that was driving them to this place, she is an uh, independent business owner. Uh, she is a boss queen, or whatever it's called. And, <laughs> I don't think it's called that. Uh, nope, it's not. <laughs> Just couldn't remember. And, uh, and uh, it, it took too long or whatever, so this woman that was getting her hair colored, uh, it is now purple. And mm-hmm. she's uh, freaking yeah, out. Yeah, Dottie, Dottie was busy helping her pregnant teen friend and left uh, <laughs> left the store, the hair salon, unminded. Or I thought uh, Effie was watching the store. Effie's nine. Effie's, Effie's, <laughs> a, Effie's a little girl. She's not allowed to play with chemicals. Who for, mm-hmm. who is, it's unclear what Effie's relationship yeah. to this whole I guess situation we, is. She's I don't a, know. I just want to do Like an African-American girl who looks like she's like 13 years old. Yeah. And she's just sort of there to like be sassy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much to like sort of Effie kind of rules sort of yeah, the peanut like. gallery. No, Effie, yeah, yeah, Effie comes out comes by out far the most likable character, <laughs> right. yeah. uh, and I'm including the series regulars. In the, in <laughs> yeah. the show. So uh, so Leola with the um, purple hair, uh, she's freaking out about it, and Sam says it looks punk, Ugh, which already bad enough. And, and then uh, he goes for the She's kill. like, what? And then he and then he twists the knife and says, it's going to be big in the eighties. He's so bad at his job. I He's know. so bad. <laughs> I thought her remark was actually the kind of the funniest real yes. joke, which was she said, well, I don't know where 80s is, but here in Claremont, it's yes. not going to work. Yeah. That is good. But yeah, yeah just the going to be big in the 80s. Like, it's got such a... Just I mean, Back to the Future did it. That's, best. I was like, gonna Your say, kids are going to love that's, it. That's Marty McFly's line. Yeah, 100%. come on. 100%. You, you guys got a microwave? <laughs> where I can... But yeah, Leola's not happy She's not about happy Billy being there. She calls her a harlot. That's right. Then... Yeah. 
Keter shows up. And this is when Keter's we meet the worst. Keter, uh, who in his first scene uh, has, I'm going to say, 15 lines, and only the last two, maybe three, are not ADR'd. Really makes me <laughs> wonder. He, when he speaks, it is he is not on camera, and the voice is done in a booth later. Yeah. And put in over top of it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought maybe he had like a a weird thing going on, like his voice was cracking or something. I don't right. know why you ADR stuff, but uh, no, he they show him in a couple different later scenes, so it was still his voice. Very weird, and I don't know what they're talking about in this scene. Do you guys like Keter's just drunk and mad? Keter is just to clarify. Keter is the boyfriend of Dottie, the mm-hmm. woman who which is, they didn't clarify which, until about a half hour. Which ahead. did not be. I thought maybe I literally thought it was her brother until we were like. Three-fourths of the way through the episode. Until they break up. Until they break up, yeah. Mm. And I guess she's not breaking up with her brother. But <laughs> I don't Oklahoma. know. It's the 50s Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. so, so Keter is Dottie's boyfriend. He's a kind of a good old boy. He really hates this, like, trash. He keeps calling Billy, a.k.a. Sam, trash for getting knocked up. Yeah. The word, he the loves phrase, beer, though. He loves, loves beer. He loves him some beer. He Always beer. drinking beer. Um, the phrase knocked up is used, I don't know, 50 times in this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Keter's just like, just a piece of shit. That's what we were meant to take away from our interaction with Keter. Okay. Yeah. Now and is, we get the special effects shot now. It is at this point where finally, not a moment too soon, <laughs> Al shows up. About uh, goddamn time, I have Al. in my notes, Al shows up, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are nine minutes and 15, nine, yeah, nine minutes and 15 seconds into this episode so far. Al finally shows up. About how does that rank? Is that about usual? Uh, it felt a little late. Okay. Yeah, I it, can't remember anymore. It felt a little late. But half of that, let's be fair, are credits. Yeah. So. That's true. But I do think that it's kind of more usual for Al to show up in the first scene mm. where Sam is and not the second. Where he's like, mm. what's going on? Yeah. Just absolutely. Like, he should have been in that hospital. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as There's he showed There's a up. scene later on, too, where Al should have showed up. Yes. Sam mm-hmm. needed some support. Yes. Oh, very much so. Uh, I will he's make a note. more careless than usual in this one. I will make a note that we are at the Acid Lego Ziggy stage oh, right. of uh, of Quantum Leap. There are uh, Ziggy is your Al's favorite version, right? Handheld AI device, and yeah. this is my favorite one. There, they go through uh, three, I think, uh, different prototypes. We hit the and sweet this is the one we land one. on. Yeah. This, is, this, this one is looks solid. very. It looks like candy. It looks. Tasty. It does. It does. I, I do like do a bunch of it. Jolly Ranchers Jolly sort of ranches. melded yes. together. Yes. 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 Um, so this is when uh, they do a great. Al special effect because he is of course a hologram and they will the shot will open it'll cut to a shot and you'll see the uh, weird special effect silhouette of Dean Stockwell clearly superimposed (laughs) on this scene so you know something is going to happen and uh, what does old Keeter sticks his hand with a beer right through Al's chest and offers it to the pregnant teenager. <laughs> I didn't that think about that, I think he's but... gesticulating angrily with his beer. Isn't I don't it? know, man. It was a full-on like, "Here you go, pal." It was but hard it was, to tell. It was hard to tell because the only real purpose of that gesture was to sh- was to say, "Like, look, Al's a hologram." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Al kind of ashes where the beer hand would be. Right. Yes. Yes. And um, I heard the actress that played Effie didn't get paid so that they could pay for that special effect. That's fucked up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's the kind of inside dirt I bring to the show. Yeah. <laughs> do we have Ziggy stats here? Do we, we know sure what, do, what buddy. Are the, what are the stakes? There's an 86% chance 
that when Billy Jean leaps back, I wrote, I'm just reading it phonetically because I don't know what happened. <laughs> Let me start again. 86 Were you Bella was... Lugosi? <laughs> when Billy Jean leaps back, the baby stays in the future? That's bleak. Okay, can I? Yes. Now, now, now. And me... then we get the OG history of Billy Jean, which I can. Yeah, what happened? Uh, the baby's Could... up for adoption. Uh, she spends her whole life trying to find her. This is what Ziggy's telling. Oh, Al. right. So in the in the normal timeline, yeah. Billie Jean gave up the baby for adoption. Those are the only stakes of this: a regr- an adoption regret. It's yeah. pretty lame. It, it's pretty lame, guys. I gotta tell you. I just didn't know what was happening in this episode. They like, needed to really put some different stakes on this. Like, because the baby was given up for adoption, it something goes horribly wrong for it. It, like, you know, she ends up in foster care and, you know... Right. Some, life the, of crime life assassinates of crime. Kennedy. Exactly, well, right. <laughs> like, gave up, a, a gave up a baby at 16 and... and lived a life with a regret about an adoption right. is like the lowest possible stakes. I and know. it wouldn't have been hard to make the stakes higher. They they know what happens in the future. And frankly, at one point, Sam says, hey, go ask the present day Billie Jean, who's right. still alive right. in, in their time. Right. Go ask her what she wished she had done. And no one ever, which is a great idea, yes, yeah. and would have been an interesting twist on this well, this concept. We're not going to talk to women, Genevieve, and to see what they feel about anything. And they follow up. They just keep pressuring you, this 16-year-old girl who thinks she's on a spaceship to tell them who the baby daddy is. Uh, yeah. So, so at some point, basically, Sam has to have this baby, which I... I again. The whole thing is so convoluted. I couldn't follow a single scrap. of I'm this. glad I'm not the only one because we we watched this together, but we didn't like debrief or talk. And I don't about think I said this on Mike. I watched this twice today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watched it for the first time today? I thought you watched it earlier in the week. No, no. This oh, is wow. a two for today. Wow, yeah. wow. Can I just say, um, as surprised. far as stakes are concerned, I agree with everything you said about the stakes being low for you know the historical element of this. But I'm asking this as a question. Are the stakes higher than usual for Sam? Like, like he oh, because he's he in some might sort of have physical to threat. Give yeah, like have a baby through his Not penis usually, or something. No. Like we don't know exactly Sometimes, what that's going to look like. Um, he oftentimes leaps into people who are going to die. Oh, and so I would assume that if the yeah. he dies. If if the person he's leapt into dies, he also dies. Okay, if that's he's leapt in there. Yeah. I mean, that's my. I guess. think that is sort of the show. That's the the show's only interest in the stakes is like what's gonna happen when this baby comes out. Mm-hmm. So Al says to Sam, uh, "Your brain waves are linked to her emotions." Right. Which <laughs> which is like okay, all right, and then uh, thirty six uh, hours. Uh, until he's to give birth, unless okay. you have it first. Again, I was unclear what that was supposed what to be. What does any of this mean? <laughs> There's this all is so confusing. Yeah, they're just throwing. Let's around, go back to blaming Andrew. They're just throwing this. away, <laughs> throwing around all of these scenarios, none of which make any sense. In some scenarios, Sam is gonna have the baby that theoretically is physically not there in the 50s. Right. The baby's in the 2000s. Or I guess it's only forty years in the future. It's like the nineteen nineties, right? Where <laughs> oh they are. God. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. It's so long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So yeah, the baby's in nineteen ninety nine, or maybe it isn't. 
and then it flips around sometimes throughout the episode. Well, the brain waves, Genevieve. The, if, here's yeah, what, if, his brain waves are linked to her emotions. There's a very simple solution. If they this have a pregnant teenager a in the in 1999, surely they have the technology at that point to induce labor. Sure. Get the baby out. I don't know what happens to does Billy suddenly become unpregnant in the past? That would have been interesting. Yeah, oh, interesting. But like, if you're so worried about the outcome of this pregnancy and you you're in the future, just have a safe delivery in the future. Yeah, you guys are probably good at this. Yeah, yeah. But right. then I guess how do you get the baby back into the past? I want my baby back. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, this is the point. Uh, 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 this is the the uh, point at which, uh, as Andrew brought up earlier, Sam feels nauseous. In my notes, I say, "So do I." And uh, he goes to puke. And Alan and Sam are still talking about something. I don't know what. I don't care at this point. Um, no way you can carry that baby. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Who Great. cares what Ziggy says? They just say the same thing yeah. eight different mm-hmm. times, and then later on, none of those eight times mattered because yeah. mm-hmm. it's different. And this is also the scene where uh, the question first comes up. Who the fuck is the father? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I had a dark it. thought, by the way, during this episode. I thought it was going to... And then I was like, oh, of course they wouldn't put that on network TV in the 80s. But I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be like an incest... It's her... Like, an, is it her thing? father? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And I thought that for a second. I think I was it like, probably oh, set you up damn. for that. Yeah. Because... And we'll get to okay, it. Like, yeah. dad's not a great guy. Yeah. But, um, guys, it's time for outfits. It's time to talk about Al's outfit. Uh, this one was not very impressive. No, that's why I didn't write anything down. Plain for it. gray blazer, um, red shirt, uh, like a red based button down shirt with like fruits on it very or complicated, shapes that were yeah. resembling fruits. I'm not exactly sure. But for Al, it was fairly, fairly front of the mill. But what was going on with the collar? Well, the, that's at one point brunch. Genevieve said, "What's uh, around his neck?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Both of his outfits in this one, he he had an interesting brooch going on. Yeah, he's always, see, Al's always on point. I'm a fan of Al's outfits, mm. generally speaking. This was unimpressive. I did like his necklace that looked like uh, if you took like a lug nut yes. and just shaved off the face of it and then had them uh, next to each other mm. in, in, as like a chain. That's what I thought of too, lug yeah, nuts. That's basically mm. what he was working with. Um, and then uh, we go to commercial break. We have some commercial issues. I just want to uh, bring this up. We had some commercial issues, and uh, so we went back a few seconds and had to uh, jump back in on this scene again and uh, got to a spot we had just seen 30 seconds prior, and none of us remembered <laughs> that we had just seen what Al was saying. And as Andrew Actually, pointed out to me, this was the third time I had yeah, seen that Yeah, scene. I knew we were rewatching it, but I what? it didn't make any more sense. Like I was like, oh, well, no. this is kind of good. We get a redo on this. I was like, oh, no, I don't know. So, uh, so we get back from commercial. We're back into the car and the VO situation, mm-hmm. which is so common on this uh, episode. Mm. And they drive up to a farm, dock, factory, Oil place. I she got, works at a refinery. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I got oil, I got roughneck. Yeah, and I okay. think I saw that, those pumps in the background. Yeah. You know? yeah, and we learn before we see that scene that this guy works at the in refinery. Oklahoma. That makes yeah. sense. Oh yeah, yeah sure yeah. it does. Sure it does. And uh, this is where uh, Sam slash Billy wants to talk to her dad, and uh, she slash Sam says that uh, he's gonna keep the baby, but can't do it without help from Papa. Right. Uh, not baby daddy, but Billy's daddy. Yeah. Ra- help me raise your granddaughter. Help me raise help me raise your grandkid. And he says, uh, absolutely not. You need to get the baby daddy to do it. This mm-hmm. is my responsibility. I don't want a grandkid. And so 
<clears throat> my next note is abortion question mark like is that mm. is that what dad says like mm. oh i didn't think that. i didn't take it that he said way you gotta like give it up or get rid of it yeah i, I think get rid of it meant the, adoption abortion yeah, I, briefly comes up in this episode yeah, later, a little bit later but no one's seriously suggest no one's suggesting that she have an abortion in eight and a half months the get rid of it i think is always a reference it's, to adoption which mm-hmm. genevieve I wrote down, I'd like to take notes when people say funny things as we watch together. And Genevieve says, she's eight and a half months. The baby could perform the abortion. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think abortion's off the table at this point. Okay, all right, all right. So, well, at this point. Yes. Uh, more uh, VO, they're in the car, and they get back to oh, wait, the it house. Is, it is worth mentioning that when they pull up to the um, the dad's workplace, where he's, I guess, like the boss... Is yeah. he the boss? He there's like a group of dudes standing around, and when and when they see Billy Sam coming, one of the younger dudes kind of like just slides on out of there. He right. just like dips out when he sees her coming, and uh-huh. I think we you know we weren't paying super close attention to that, but it, and it later comes mm-hmm. to be sure. uh, meaningful. When we rewatch it later, it'll mean even more. <laughs> yes. For us. Oh, good. Again. Um, <laughs> Also, before we go away from that scene, I think that's where it's first uh, implied that Dottie fucked Bob. Oh, that's right. They're mm-hmm. old high school sweethearts. Uh, the oh, dad? Yeah, they're old okay. high school sweethearts. Oh, I missed that entirely. Oh, what? You did? Yeah. I don't know if I'm messing up your timeline here to say this, but just talking about the writing in the show being so bad, Dottie literally says, well, we were more than just high school classmates. Oh, right. And then I... later on, <laughs> Sam says, or, you know, Sam as Billy, Billy says, well, you guys were more than just high school. I'm getting the feeling that you guys were more than just high school. <laughs> oh, classmates. where did you get that? Or something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Literally, she said that. You heard the words come out of her mouth. I'm telling you. There's so much echoing of dialogue in this. Yeah. Skeeter or, or Ke- Keeter? Keeter. Keeter. Yeah. Skeeter <laughs> without an S. They just keep giving him the same lines in different right. scenes. Just holding the beer, yelling, get rid of it. Get, like, get rid of it, get trash. Rid of it. You trash, exactly. Man. <laughs> so. Oh, this is so. But, but bad. there's no help from Bob, the dad. The no, dad's no. Like, no help from anyone. The no. dad is. I mean, maybe I'm just a heartless, you know, Republican here. But <laughs> I just feel like it is not the grandfather's responsibility to to raise this baby. Like this is the thing. Like Sam keeps trying well, give to give me those stakes. Then yeah, Sam keeps trying to make this everyone's problem. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just I find myself on team adoption. But like the the dad is being really awful, though. He's yeah. disowning his daughter. If my daughter, I don't have a daughter, but putting myself well, in these Andrew, shoes, I'm going. Have to- I got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this show? Um, but uh, Great no, question. no, the way he's treating his daughter nice. is reprehensible. No, he's a, she's, 16 she's sixteen years yeah. old. Yeah. I agree, and he is just he's absolutely abusive towards her. I think. It, Emotionally and no, no. verbally. No, he's, he's a not, real scoundrel. He's a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. Scoundrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep it classy. Uh, so uh, so we get back to the house, and this is where um, the adoption lady comes by, uh, who is, as Nick pointed out, uh, Hello! Rob, Robin Williams' caseworker <laughs> in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. The reason he is to smash his face oh, into the cake. That's right. And that's say, true. hello. And a million other things, but that's the one that immediately comes Yeah, she to works. works a lot. Yeah. And so she's trying to talk Sam into uh, adoption. They, they've talked about it before. Clearly, this yeah, is like even she's telling her a set-up appointment. Yeah. We'll take the baby. And, and Sam's like, no, uh, not going to do it. I'm keeping the baby. And so they, uh, they go. Uh, adoption lady leaves. 
Hold on, before she leaves, this is not going to pay off at all. Okay. But I want to read my note here. Uh Uh, One of the things that Sam, as Billy, says to the adoption agent is, uh, have you ever heard the expression, God works in mysterious ways? And then she says back, it's my favorite expression. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Which I thought was an odd favorite one. It makes me want to know what her other favorites are. Like, what else ranks? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. A stitch in time. (laughs) What was the one that that Dottie says earlier, something about a fly on shit? Well, it's obviously not shit because this network she was, she was full of them. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. she had yeah, I can't dirtier, than a, dirtier than a fly, fly on a, a, or... a dung, dung, yeah, yeah, that's right. dung pile or something. Yeah, yeah, it was all very earthy. Yeah real, yeah, real salt of the earth. Ner- right. Nervous than a long-tailed tomcat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, the adoption lady leaves, and then they go into Dottie's hair salon, which is at this house the front room of the house i Did think you get so, that impression yeah. I, I got even sense. the spatial uh, arrangement in it's this completely show is unclear, what, unclear what is happening so Dottie, okay has a house and she runs her hair salon out of it billy is a 16 year old girl who i guess lives there even though her father so did she unclear get, so she unclear. gets kicked so in in original timeline the 16 year old girl gets pregnant her father then i guess kicks her out his ex-girlfriend from high school i guess yeah. takes her in and makes her a part-time employee and she also lives there yeah. like none of that is ever made clear even if it were that would make no sense no it's infuriating so it's, infuriating. it's just like this this show is just a mass this episode is a mass of like unanswered questions threads that are never like that are raised and then never picked back up again we haven't even gotten to the baby daddy yet which i have a million things to say about. <laughs> oh boy okay well let's move forward a little bit they they uh they are in dotty's hair salon and um uh sh- she puts her hands on sam's stomach which is flat but right. whatever and um feels the baby kick mm-hmm. and so does sam and he like says, a mule in heat. and we get our. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Another Dottieism. I forgot oh. about that one. <laughs> and then we get our second oh boy, and we go to commercial. Rare second oh boy. A rare always, second always oh a boy. treat. It, so, had me, it had me coming back a little bit. You had me at oh boy. <laughs> so we're uh, we're back in the house here, still in the house, and uh, Al is there, and Sam is eating Jello and onions. Classic pregnant Sam. Yes, this is a trope that. I really don't like in television where women, pregnant women have cravings, which is, I think they've shown that as actually not true. I mean, pregnant women are hungry, but there's the idea that pregnant women crave particularly weird foods yeah, is, right. is like less of a real medical phenomenon than you would think based on television. And what they have him crave in this, which is jello and onions, is so like beyond the pale weird. Like yeah. it's, it feels so written. Yeah. Good job, Deborah. Like the gross mm-hmm. turtle stoppings uh, in Turtles episodes. They'd be like, oh, marshmallow peanut butter just yeah, showed up. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That wasn't quantum leap. I was leap. just going to say you're veering away from quantum leap. I'm going to yellow card. Forgot my okay. You're getting yellow card. That's okay. That's okay. Just be careful. Worth it for that turts ref. Uh, uh, <laughs> that what we call them? Turts? <laughs> oh, God. I hope not. So now um, Proud's like suddenly a proud baby mama when he's talking about the kick. He's yeah, like, so during the, I guess during the commercial, Sam had a change of heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's it, telling Al he felt the baby kick. Al's like, it's gas, you idiot. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't. Mm, fucking moron. 
I forgot that he said that. <laughs> so, um, and then Sam uh, thinks he has hot flashes going back to Doubtfire. That's yeah, and then he starts video. laughing maniacally. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be showing that he's having, I guess, hormonal hormone? swings. It was unclear. But he seems stoned in most of the I didn't know if he was, I genuinely didn't know if he was laughing or crying. And I wonder if that was sort of on purpose. It I seemed think like it, it started maniacal laughter, yeah. and then it became. No, oh, think, it's the new Dracula. Yeah, I think it was about the sort of emotional hormone swings. But correct me if I'm wrong, and I mean, really, I don't know if this is true, but I don't associate hot flashes with pregnancy. That's with menopause, right? I mean, pre- what about morning sickness in the third trimester? It's just like all lady problems. Like, yeah, that's right. right. It's just pregnant. Any yes. sort right. of lady hormone things. Yeah, give Hysterics. it to give it to this person. She, yeah, uh, Deborah Pratt is playing trope bingo, which she is really a is. Uh, later in the episode, written. someone's going to get caught in, in quicksand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bummer that this was written by a woman. In fact, because I was even thinking during the scene, my exact thought was this show is not very respectful to pregnant women. Like, yeah. it does not no hold kidding. pregnant or women. Or knowledgeable about it. Or knowledgeable. <laughs> and yeah, and here it was, written by a woman. Outfits, part two. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk about what Al's wearing here. He's, uh, I like this look. He's got a very thin red tie. This is classic. Which so I thought was classic sharp. Classic Al. White uh, button-down shirt. And then he's wearing a, a red blazer. Sharp. Uh, which had, which was just like lapels on lapels. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah. It, it had like four lapels running down mm-hmm. each side. Yeah, it was uh, real fast. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that? Time? Did you catch his brooch on that? No, he, what was he wearing? He, it, on, the, on one of the lapels was like this sort of diamond-shaped... Uh, silvery gray sparkly brooch and nice. I just love that men in the future can wear brooches mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the fashionable yep. man of the future yep. has a lot more jewelry going black on black slacks red shoes it was a good it was a good outfit I'm, I'm here for it um, so then they decide you know they're sitting at the kitchen table or whatever they decide they're going to go to Dottie's yeah, she's got no education. She's got no husband. Let's get Dottie. And then Let's s- wrap her into my mess. And yeah. then Sam gets up from the table like a first-year improv student. <laughs> and the suggestion was pregnancy. Yeah, the clutching of the back is extreme. Oh, it's it yeah, it's full on. It's it's full on and uh he he gets up from this uh chair and he starts to go in the other room and we see that Dottie and Keeter uh have been in there and overheard Sam uh, what they think is talking to himself. Right. Uh, so they call him on that. I always love when people call mm-hmm. Sam on just yelling wildly to no one, which he should have a little awareness yes, of it. He, he never he ever learns how to really learn. Should never learns. There's an episode. There's an episode that we that we did previous that infuriates me, where <laughs> Sam leaps into a radio DJ, and Al is there behind him in the studio, uh, helping him out and doing stuff. And uh, like bulky racing carts, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, by the way, I was after a young fresh radio radio nerd, (laughs) he's up there with a magnet, (laughs) but uh, and and then Sam uh starts to do a bit where he's talking to the invisible man, and Al shuts up and doesn't say anything else. And so Sam is in this DJ booth doing a bit. (laughs) where he talks to the Invisible Man, which is the only time I've seen in the show so far where Sam has a legit excuse to talk to Al in front of people right. and not look insane, 
and they don't do it. Oh, my God. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. So, he uh, never, ever learns to be, to never. keep it, to play it cool. He literally never. always says the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. <laughs> yes. yes. He he's, never he's says. He's reverse pixies. Um, I'm going to go into the bathroom and do this conversation quietly. Right. No, I'm going to step out and take a walk. Right. Never. No. It's wherever he is, whoever's around him, he's just going like, yeah, no, I don't think yeah. I should be doing that. No. What are right. you talking about? Right. No way. He leaps into like a baseball pitcher and like starts fist fighting Al right. on the mound in front of everyone. You're like, what are you doing? Fight club. <laughs> yeah. We've never talked about this, but this is specifically where we stopped doing the show. Was why? <laughs> See, I was bubble boy. Because yeah, I just got too- it got to be too much. Every week, fuck My blood pressure? I can't. Um, not in this economy. So... Uh, this is where we get another great ADR line from Keeter where he says he's leaving for a beer. Uh, he doesn't want to be involved in this uh, uh, trash. Yeah. Is that what he says? He just says, he just, it's just a sort of a, uh, an amalgamation of all of his, of the four words that he knows, which are trash, mm-hmm. knocked up, beer, mm-hmm. and I, I guess there's, that was just three. No, that's yeah. it. He only yeah. has three. Yeah. What do you think Keeter is short for? Skeeter. <laughs> he was he was christened Skeeter, and they shortened it to Keeter. Please, my friends call me Keeter. <laughs> <laughs> my father is Skeeter. <laughs> oh, let's close it out now. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh man. Okay, so uh, Keeter wants nothing to do with it. Goes out to get shit faced. Um, Sam is like, hey, Dottie, will you help me? Because uh, my dad won't help me. And Dottie's like, no. And I wrote, Veeves is on board. Because this is when you really started championing. I mean, if it's not his, if, if it is, if it is nominally or potentially the 16 year, if it's, if it's Billy's father's responsibility to at least support Billy through this, this situation, it is a faux show, not Dottie's responsibility. Not Dot- at no. all. Not at She's all. She's done so much for this girl as it is. She's done so much for this girl who Maybe is... if they better defined their relationship, right. we like, would know. We don't even understand what, yeah. why they have such a close relationship. Oh, and it's probably worth mentioning at this point that Al tips Sam to the fact that Keeter... Because Dottie says, like, I can't help you. Keeter would leave me. And... Sam says, fun fact, he does leave her in a couple years anyway. So yeah. we know Keeter's, I mean, we already know he's a piece of shit, but now we know, like, he's not even, like, going to stick around. Yeah, but he's a short-term is, piece But shit. still, though, if from Dottie's perspective, she know that. there's still a huge difference between, like, Keeter left me in some alternate universe where we just got into a fight over something else or he cheats on her versus, like, having a lifetime of resentment against the 16-year-old right. for right. forcing him out in that way. Either way, I mean, he's a shit heel, so who cares? Right. But, but, like, and yeah. also, she has no way of knowing that that's what's going to happen. Right, exactly. So, um, Dottie says no. Uh, so now the only... Fuck yeah, Dottie. Uh, ...person who can uh, do village, this guys. is the baby daddy. That is true. Uh, is the baby daddy. Uh, that's her, her only lifeline left. But who is he? We don't know. But uh, someone does know. What is that girl's name? The Effie young African American girl? Effie. Effie knows. And it's somebody named Willis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though there are a million other ways they could find out who the baby daddy is. Um, like they could ask the 16 year old girl in the waiting room. They could Why ask, doesn't Ziggy know? Ziggy, they should Ziggy just. Knows everything. He knows everything from like all of the Great public records. Now. Yeah, can't figure this out. Um, there is a live woman, you know, in the '90s who could tell them yes. who they could talk to. 
But no, the only way they find out is that Effie, just by happenstance, thinks that Sam is talking to her because he's talking to Al. And she says, oh, you know, Willis is probably walking home right now. Mm-hmm. Which should have been a Ziggy stat. Yeah. Yes. yeah Here's who it is and where they are. That's classic Ziggy. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. Effie, Guys, I did not like this episode. Effie's, <laughs> I, although, although I liked the performance and I liked the, the actress and it was she was sort of a breath of fresh air, she had no purpose in this Nothing episode. Nothing to do. Nothing to do. I mean, and again, what's the relationship? And we have no idea what the relationship is. Why is this white woman, white community have this young black girl who sort of seems to be like hired like domestic help yeah, but like it's weird but they don't want to quite go there because that feels pretty racist so right. she's sort of just like a, a a child who's also a friend of this adult woman right. <laughs> and we and we never meet Effie's mom but we know that Effie's mom is having a 50th birthday party so she was pretty huh, a late in life um addition to the family Effie was. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, because when you when we meet um Billy Jean's dad, he's young. Like he's kind of yeah. good looking too. You guys all notice that? Oh, oh I right. agree. Right. Yeah. Oh, guys. Um, and and so and we know that he's father to a 16-year-old and then you have Effie who's 9 and her mom's having a 50th birthday party. It's brought up because um she doesn't want to help change the tire and get dirty, oh, and right, she's like, because right, 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 she right. has to go on to this birthday party. Well, oh, yeah. also just completely unnecessary information. Completely unnecessary, and also kind of confusing. Because like fifty oh, yeah. guys, they I had an hour to fill. Yeah, I guess. So. I guess. It's, it's, that's a lot of TV. And I for Deborah Pratt, I could see Deborah Pratt like. It'd be nice to have a black character that's and what show it really how felt. nice white people were to yeah. them. <laughs> that's what it very yeah. much feels oh, like. But yeah. then they, she didn't write a backstory. There for is it. not a hint of racism, even from the even from Keeter. No, the, the Ooh, only you know he's got no, but the only oh whiff God. of racism that we get is that purple-haired lady Leon, Leonora or Leona Leona Leola. I think it's Leola. Yeah, it is Leola. Leola doesn't want the black girl to do her hair, and we know so, and we already know that she's a total bitch. So I think they sort of like sprinkled on a little racism because why not? Oh, I could have missed that. Sucks. But she... everyone else is completely colorblind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a mixed bag. You're right this though. Is... Keeter is not colorblind, man. Not that at guy, all. Oh my god, there's you no give way him a he would be colorblind. Beers. He's got. He'll have a few more words than just trash and yeah. beer and yeah. whatever the third one was. Yeah. But I agree with you. He Nick. seems I, cool. I think also it, beer. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was a gesture at inclusiveness, but a yeah. very. Uh, sort Clumsy. of inept one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like one hibachi away from being Big George in Fried Green Tomatoes. Right, like it was a very awkward thing that yeah. they, that they needed to deal with and didn't. And the way they had a, a young black girl sort of talking about babies and I'm not, I can't help you bring this baby, and it really did feel like. They were evoking Butterfly McQueen and Gone with the Wind, she, which is not a that's place. Mammy, right? she pa- no, no, that's Prissy. Oh, okay, okay. And you really don't want to go there because mm. that is a hugely racist betrayal. Yeah, and but but Effie li- like said, I don't know anything about birthing any babies. Yeah, and I mean like, she really. really that's what really I mean. They're guys? like yeah. they walked right up to it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so speaking of walking. Smash cut two. Sam is uh, lumbering down the road. He's very <laughs> pregnant. He's having a hard time because uh, he he uh, and Al is walking beside him. God, uh, there were only one set of footprints in the <laughs> dirt. <laughs> what? The? Explain that. <laughs> Has that poem been about Al the whole time? 
<laughs> I want to become a dentist just so I can put that poem on my wall and have it be about What kind Al. of Christian dentistry are you I running? I remember, like, I don't, I either. Hey, man, they oh. know teeth. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I feel like no I know teeth. it's not allowed to be said because it's not quite. I feel like I went to a dentist or a hair cuttery place that had that at the wall when I was a kid. My dentist was really into meatloaf and had a bunch of ticket <laughs> stubs and photos of him with well, meatloaf. We on all the wall. worship the god of our choosing. Yeah, that is correct. You're kidding me. I mean, no, that's 100% that serious. breaks the rules, but that one stays there. I know. I, I thought like, it'd be Jesus okay. Christ. I thought it'd be okay. Yeah, I thought it'd be okay. Oh, There's more I could say, but I can't. There are rules. So Sam's walking down the road with Al, and uh, they're trying to meet Willis, and lo and behold, there he is. Is walking in the other direction. This uh, tiny little boy, he, Willis. Yes, he is a he is a a, a young a young man, and um, Al decides I'm going to go. Yeah, is that the only time in the show's history where he's kind of like I'm going to give you some space? Uh, he literally says I'm going to give you your not, privacy. Not the only time, yeah. but uh, almost. Yeah. And it's also and, like this is a really interesting and important part of yes. the mystery yes, that you're is. all trying to solve. Yes, it is. Maybe stick around. What are you doing? Go to the cigar store? This. Like Jesus Christ, stick around for two seconds. <laughs> he need he ends up needing you more than ever during this scene. He does love his cigars, though. He does. Have we said that the boy Willis, who who she meets, is the is the kid who like uh, who like skedaddled out of the refinery? That's right. Yeah, he's he the one that. He he works for the dad or with the dad at least. Yeah, right, right. Um, Willis. uh, Now, in my notes, Willis wants her to have an abortion. That's the first time, first and only time the word comes up. Okay, yeah. He says I wanted. He he says I wanted like one Ted past tense. Yeah, I want because he he had she's eight and a half months pregnant. Right, because he had a name. He was like you know aunt. Aunt Selma was going to take care of this for you back back earlier, and and Sam says abortion. Yeah. And Willis like, like, like a big dumb idiot. Yeah, and Willis is like, well, I mean, Scooby Doo school of acting. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sam and Sam essentially says, well, that's really not an option now, and so you need to step up and and pay and and you know take care take your responsibility here. Right, right. Um, but guys, he's got a scholarship. So right. uh, he can't, uh, Willis can't uh, hang out because he's, he's leaving town. He's a first-generation college student. That's right. He's the first one in his family that's going to go. He's got a scholarship. Um, but then they have this moment, this completely unearned, unsupported moment, where they, uh, they're they talking to each other, and you see they really care about each other, and they want the best for each other. Like, it doesn't fit tonally or or as we've gotten to know these these characters so far it's, but they try to you know it is unearned doesn't begin to to describe it it's, he just can't be a villain i mean the baby daddy is going to run out of town because he's got literally, shit literally run absolutely, yeah <laughs> his <laughs> half wife's off and he doesn't go to pick it up he and it says, was a pretty good hat he says they're talking he says you know you should really leave too and then turns around and runs away like Steven Seagal. Yeah. Flapping arms, his arms flapping. Hat flies off, doesn't turn around. No. And then Sam collapses, like grabs his stomach, collapses, yeah. is in the doubled dirt. over on the street in the dirt. And the camera is pulled back. And you see in the background, there's our boy Willis. Still, still running. Still running. No dust. end in sight. So, I would have loved it if they just kept coming back to that throughout the episode. Every now and then a wild shot. Yeah. You see him running with a tiny little poof of dust behind him. Yeah, because the, the mother of his child is rolling around in the dirt. And we just see this kid, arms a-flapping, yes. just hell-bent hell for leather. There is a cloud of dust that looks like Willis. <laughs> 
and that's our commercial break. And, 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 and the commercial show, break. And that's what I mean. The show is so confused about. And by the way, that's the end of Willis. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Hellbent for leather is such a dottyism. By the way, congratulations. Well, <laughs> oh, that, you know. that is nice. Ooh. And I don't know what the show think. What the, what does the episode feel about Willis? There's never yeah. any Two discussion th- of his, what he happens to him in the future, even though that's like the one thing that it, we can do is look in the future. Yeah, I, I don't know. And neither do they. And that's the problem. That's so bad. They just had to have somebody who they could write out of the story as quickly as possible. That's my guess. Because they... Then they should have had the baby daddy be someone who got hit by a train the week before. Right. Yeah. Right. So much more sense. Make him dead. But it's also hard to (laughs) fill an hour if you don't have Willis. Can we discuss what we thought? I don't know if this is a touchy subject, but we all started to assume that maybe the baby daddy was black because there was some reason why. I mean, obviously, she's a pregnant teen. She doesn't want to tell everybody who the dad is to but bring him along. But it felt like along. there was some bigger secret But it seemed like there was kind of a bigger secret. Yes. It was 1955, you know, rural. And, and the so fact like, that the black girl who who is works at the salon. She knew where Willis was. Had, seemed yeah. to, know, right. seemed exactly. to know his situation. Right. But the show seemed to want to point in that direction. So we were kind of surprised to find out that Willis was white. Yeah. Classic coward. His name should have she been. She would have handled it so elegantly, I'm sure. Oh, God, I know. We should be, right. all be grateful that it, they didn't try to yeah. explore that dynamic. Yeah. Willis's last name is MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so after the commercial, we're back to Sam uh, lumbering down the road. And where's uh, Al again? He could at least use the moral support. I know he can't physically he help him. He collapsed on the street. Yes. It's bizarre. Yes. So, um, so he, he's on the road, and he gets up, and he starts walking back toward the house. Where uh, we cut to the house, and there's Dottie and Effie, and they are uh, trying to change a flat tire on Dottie's car. Um, Sam uh, limps in like he just fought some zombies, <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh I wrote my this God. down. I don't know if it makes sense, but it looked like he was out of the movie Ishtar. Don't they look like that? <laughs> That, that's a I've never seen. Right? I don't know. Neither am I, but I feel like they have <laughs> they have dirt on their face and they're walking yeah, around. That's about right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm literally too dumb to get that. Sorry. <laughs> Sam just walked home from Burning Man. Yeah. And <laughs> and, uh, and uh, they're like, oh shit, you're in bad shape. Like, go inside, go inside. And so they uh, abandon the car, and they go inside, and all of a sudden, there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> the quick now they were just outside, yeah. and there was nary yeah. a cloud in the sky, yeah. and then it, it, I know it's Oklahoma, yeah, but it was a a sudden and immediate massive yes. thunderstorm downpour, downpour, yes. and as a result of this thunderstorm, aren't they not able to get to the doctor? Well, so they can't get to the hospital because they never changed the tire. The right. the, the spare is still in the trunk. And uh, they couldn't change that flat tire. So they go, well, who can take us to the hospital? Let's call the drunkest, angriest, worst person we know. I got to tell you what my note here is. Dottie yells, I forgot about Keter. (laughs) And I wrote, I also forgot about Keter. (laughs) So uh, she calls Moe's Tavern. Yep. And uh, they pass the phone off Can to I Peter. ask a question about that? I didn't get the impression that was a tavern. To me, it seemed like he was at a 
party, like a poker party at somebody's <laughs> house. Was that definitely a tavern? It was another one of those. Spatial I don't know. Issues. He was, it was. I mean, it was literally shot in the corner of a room. It was yeah. Weird. Yeah. I think it, a I bodega. think that's just poor yeah, filmmaking. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't figure out where he was. He went. To I don't think they theater. had a bar set. Yeah, but now he's like he. I don't know. He was just like. But he gestures off screen. He's now, by the way, not drinking beer anymore. He's drinking some sort of a cocktail. Yeah, he's got um, um, a tall And glass. he gestures towards somebody off screen to get him more. He just kind of points at his glass. It yeah. had more of a party vibe to me, but whatever. He's like an eight. He's just like, ooh, 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 pointing yeah, glass yeah, you, yeah. glass me mouth. You know that's a good party, too. Yeah, party. I know. I got to say, part of me was kind of like, well, I'd maybe kick it with Keter for just one <laughs> he brought, Guys, he brought fireworks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keter did bring fireworks. It's going to be great. Sure. Uh, Keter uh, refuses. Just stay away from politics. Keter, Keter yeah. refuses to give... The pregnant girl in labor, a ride to the hospital, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, And so Dottie breaks up with him. Mm -hmm. Right. There we go. That's when I figured out that they were in a relationship to begin with. Right. Yeah. I just thought he was like, it was an Angela Angela Bauer, Tony Maselli situation. Well, we learned earlier because Al says he leaves her anyway. But what we find out here is we're already changing history because... He doesn't leave her. She leaves him. Right. She she says, if you don't come back right now, don't come back ever and hangs up on him. So my next note is Sam's contractions are five minutes apart. Oh, and how do we know this? It's because somebody gave him like an egg timer that you turn. Like it's. Those things don't count up. They count down. It, that was such a bad prop thing. It was one of those things. It wasn't like it an egg dings, timer with he hasn't sand. Had one it was yet. like it's a like, ding. You know, the yeah. you turn and a ding. He needed a wristwatch. Right. But somebody winds or one up. Yeah. Or does, and hands they it had to and I'm like, the 50s. How does that work? They rocked around them, friend. Yeah, in, the, in, the, uh, in the first draft, um, uh, Dottie hands him a sundial. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sorry, so then do they have, okay. who do they have to go to? Here, here, here we go. We'll get um, Sam's contractions are five minutes apart. They go to the car to change the tire, which Dottie does, and they leave immediately. So why didn't they just change the tire <laughs> and go earlier mm-hmm. instead of calling Keter and all of that nonsense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, not to fault Dottie, who is kind of the hero of this episode, but after she's changed the tire, she like, she does the whole thing with the tire jack. She takes the jack out. Tires changed. Hooray. Then they put pregnant Billy mm-hmm. in the car. Hey, maybe just either leave Billy inside for the car, for the tire changing part of this, or put yeah. Billy in the car. Maybe don't have Billy stand in torrential rain. Yes. Well, yes. her contractions and like are five minutes apart. The car, like she's dying. It was like, it's like they didn't, it's like they had no idea. Does a tire, does it take an hour to change a tire? <laughs> Or does it take 30 seconds to change a tire? They very, had to write it in to get very hard to a proper tell. sign off. Yeah. I thought for sure we were looking at home birth, by the way. I thought that or, was going to be the car name birth. Too. Or, or, yeah. or an yeah. elevator. They had elevators in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, I wish I'd come up with this bit. I really. love this <laughs> bit. I love this bit. I don't think that Claremont has any elevators. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt point. they have they any have buildings. They have some grain elevators. So... So they leave for the hospital, and then it cuts to Effie, the young girl who is at the oil refinery factory where Sam's, Billy's dad, is working. Bobby. Bob, Bobby. 
and uh, is like, you gotta, you gotta, she's having the baby right now, you gotta come to the hospital. So, like, can fine, I, I will find Can it. I stop you again here? Please. Because my other favorite line of the episode, just because I think it was really poorly written, is <laughs> Effie tells Bob that uh, BJ's in labor. I has it as BJ minutes. And he goes, she's in labor. And Bob goes, it was bound to happen. <laughs> What? <laughs> of course it was well, bound to happen. Bob has a real talent for understatement. <laughs> it was bound to happen. Well, also, yeah, the, she was eight and a half months along. Bob's change of heart on the, in this part is so oh, is such so a whipsaw stupid. because Bob's like, fuck her and the horse she rode in on. Yeah. She's dead to me, blah, blah, blah. Right. She's going to be fine. She's 16. She's going to have the baby. And and Effie goes, well, my sister was 17 and she bled out to death when she had yeah. a baby. It was like, whoa, dark. Yeah. this is so dark. Yeah. And also, like, Effie's seen su- some shit. A sudden amount of backstory yes. that yes. then also goes nowhere. Right. In the last right. three minutes of the In episode. the last three minutes of the episode. And then cut to, like, Bob's on board now. Yeah. yeah. That was oh, all it took. right there by her. Effie's got a 50-year-old mom a, a and dead a dead sister. A 70-year-old sister yeah. who also was pregnant. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, we're back at the hospital. Al shows up and Sam is like, I'm having this baby, baby. And Al is like, no, you're not. Uh, actually, while we're here talking, the real Billy in the future is having the baby right now. So she she is also in labor at this moment. I checked out again. So confusing. And then this so is where, so this is where they never actually show what's happening in the future. But this is where, from what I can piece together, uh, the real Billy is having the real baby in the waiting room in the future, right? Right. And so Al's got the, there are the other folks in the future, Gushy being one of them, who yeah. gets a shout Main out later. Shares. Oh, you guys yeah. got all excited. Who's Gushy? I don't remember. He's just somebody who is <laughs> referred to and okay. shows up in later episodes where they, they do go to the He's future another in scientist. some episodes. Okay. Yeah. It was a just scientist named Gushy. Name. He's like the engineer yeah. uh, that works with Al. But he's not like Ziggy. Like, he's an actual person. It's just a fun little shout out. Right. Yeah. It's a fun little shout out. But okay. that's how Al is getting updates about the simultaneous labors. So mm. while he's there with Sam getting all this info through Ziggy, it's it's because Gushy is uh, in the future working with the real Billy. I'd watch who's a having the baby. Gushy in... and Keeter show. Oh, oh come on now. Like, you know. That's, that's mo- the next true a... detective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> if we ever start a morning radio show. Yeah. Keeter's Gushy, a little rougher. Gushy and Keeter. <laughs> Once you get to flesh him out a little bit more, oh Keeter is gold, baby. Keeter's solid. Look, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> I think a, we're going to have to get Keeter some um, diversity and inclusion training, though. Mm-hmm. We'll update it. It'll be fine. We'll get Dwight Yoakam to play. The <laughs> sling blade. So, uh, so they are uh, they are undressing Sam now. He he is in the delivery room, um, kind of uh, taking some looks in the mirror. We're once again reminded that this is not supposed to be a grown man uh, going through these uh, labor pains and such. It is in fact the reflection of this girl that we see. And uh, in strolls Dr. Foghorn Leghorn again, looking like the Baron in Dune. Did you see this? He comes in swooping into the side. He's just this giant man in this coat. And really, like, not... Like not comfortable looking. Like no. I see this guy, and he's like sort of repellent. He, he is should repellent. not be in charge of women's health. Oh uh, no, yeah, no. It's right. yeah. I don't. I thought that part of because the the show opens on him and what I found to be a very unpleasant uh, sort of bedside manner. I thought he was going to play a larger part in her. Yeah, so did I. In in Billy's like path to giving birth. But he's just there at the beginning to be gross, and there at the end to uh, yeah, just another look up Sam's idea. skirt. I know? thought he was the real dad. 
So <laughs> now we're uh, we're we're starting. We're circling the drain here. This is about it. <laughs> where uh, they they have Sam. He's in the delivery room. Gushy is telling Al what's going on. Uh, the dad shows up. Not the baby daddy, but Billy's dad right. uh, shows up with Effie and uh, goes over to his daughter uh, and they hug it out and he says, I'm sorry, I'll be here for you. They hug it out, but before they do, he has another like angry flash, like right oh, there really? at the bedside. Oh, I don't remember that. He really. almost doesn't forgive her even though he's there holding her hand. Uh, oh my God. It's, it, it's very poorly shot. This <laughs> show makes no sense. It's totally unclear to me what values it's, I mean... And maybe a more nuanced or sophisticated show could get away with being more ambivalent. But Quantum Leap is a very blunt instrument. And it's it's, there's always a a point of view that the show has. And I'll be damned if I know what it was in this episode. No idea. Because even 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 this at the very end uh, shows up the the dad. There's the hugs. uh, Al says uh, he's looking at Ziggy and he goes, Sam, you did it. Like you did it, Sam. Did what? Like yeah. Meanwhile, well, he's got a the baby. baby about to shoot out his tank. She had the baby. Is he gonna have the baby? This is the thing we've been wondering right. this whole episode. This is the this is the reason that picture of a pregnant Scott Bakula was in the yes. TV guide. Yes, yes. See? it was because relevant. This is the thing you want to see. How yes. is this gonna happen? Is yes. this gonna work? And they just don't even tell you it does and or what, doesn't. And yeah. the big resolution of this high stakes game is Dottie and Bob get back together. Woo, and woo. and help their six help this sixteen year old girl raise her daughter. I guess they never address what happens to Willis. I guess he goes to college. Credits roll. They never explain mm. whether Billy is anything more than a impoverished teenage mother. Right. It's just that she doesn't give the baby up for adoption, and that's it. There's never any well, stakes that's e- that are even slightly higher like even this show usually is at least pretty good at saying like and because the baby was raised by its bio mom it you know it invented you know cold fusion yeah, or right, whatever right right it yeah. be- it became you know barack obama right, i feel yeah. i feel confident in saying in the hour that we watched this show in the hour and some minutes we've been talking about it here, that we have thought more <laughs> yes. about this episode than the people who wrote it. That's, mm-hmm. That, that feels pretty... true. Uh, Sam is being hugged by Bob. He's uh, crowning. Laying there. He's crowning, <laughs> yes. but grinning like a champ, and uh, everything starts to go blue, and Sam leaps out into a... Uh, spaceman? Mm-hmm. Is that the, it, it, it like is the cockpit of what looks to be? Now I we know because we've seen uh, the episode that you're about. So to you see. say? When I Sam, have no recollection. When, oh yeah, I remember it. <laughs> that tracks. When 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 Sam leaps into uh, a, a new person at the end of every episode, that is actually what the next episode is going to be. A it's fucking teaser, great device. Which I, love. I love it. Yeah, it's, I love it's it. The I mean, that's thing why I lasted it for five seasons much. because yes. of that yes. hook. You are one hundred percent right, Nick. A- absolutely, yeah. and uh, and uh, so we see him junking around in this like uh, Bobo Millennium Falcon. 
<laughs> Everything's made of cardboard. He's yeah, got a cardboard. He's got like an eighty-year-old sidekick. And they keep talking. The sidekick keeps talking about time travel. So I think yeah. we're meant to. I mean, you'd have to be pretty dumb to think this was real time really travel because yeah. he's wearing like tinfoil costumes. It's, yeah, strong Inspector Spaceman. But they try yes. and drum up the stakes anyway, I guess, because then like this rickety, obvious TV prop starts shaking, and Sam does like a sincere "Oh boy!" like he thinks yeah. he's about to crash yeah. into the moon. We get we get an "Oh boy!" and then bam. Executive produced by Donald P. So Bellasario. Three oh boys yeah. in this episode. Oh, technically, yeah. wow. technically yes. three. And you guys were complaining that I picked this episode. Seems pretty special to me. Still a bunch. Do you see these notes? I mean, my goodness. We killed it. Can we it, just say this? It was so incoherent. Dottie has shit taste in men. Just shit oh, taste yeah. in men. Between to go from Bob and Keeter to Bob. I mean, Bob, Bob to Keeter. Bob, Bob, Bob to Keeter to Bob. Back to Bob. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. She has a lot going for her. She's got a compassionate heart. And I feel like yes. she should end up with somebody better. She's a small business owner. That's right. She's running a proto claw. I mean, to be fair, the only business I saw her do was turn that lady's hair purple. No, that wasn't her. <laughs> she fault. could be very bad at it. That, that was that, because that was, bad. that was because someone else was doing the hair. When F when Dottie does the hair, it doesn't turn out purple. Mm-hmm. She told Leola, "Don't do a permanent and coloring at the same time," which also you're right. Is you know what? you're right. Super right. obvious. Like everyone would know that. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to burn your hair off. Because yeah. that's what would happen awful. if you did that. Plus, it's punk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't They'll know. love it in the 80s. I don't know where the 80s are. <laughs> you, your kids are going to love it. <laughs> well, friends, well, that's that about fun. it for us. That was a good time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hope you all enjoyed it. If you made it. I barely did. I tried downloading myself. some MIDI music during the show. Should we just try to go oh, out with it? Yeah, I don't know if it. it's the right one or not. Let's, like, let's just it. see what happens here. Oh, oh I like that. Goodness. That'll do. Uh, why not? <laughs> oh, I feel good about this. Uh, thank you, Andrew and Genevieve, for um, both uh, convincing us to do this and uh, yes, having thank us you so much. Uh, having us and, and Andrew Thanks. for doing the tech and putting this together. I would love to do this again. I know we can't get back into a regular schedule, but man, I'm really glad you I guys know. got back together. Thank you I'm for glad letting I could us strong arm you into yeah. re- <laughs> to having at least one revival. Uh, Nick, a pleasure. Yes, as always. It was good times. Talk about myself. Good seeing you, buddy. <laughs> oh, wait. I had a joke that I wanted to tell. <laughs> right at the very beginning of the episode, I forgot. Um, sorry to all the cinephiles out there who accidentally watched Eight and a Half, the Fellini Surrealist cover. <laughs> Okay, well, now we have a sign off line, right? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, let's all hold hands, It's not hands, getting everybody. any better than that. Because uh, it's not going to get any better. So let's just hope that the next leap will be the leap home. <laughs> <laughs>